Welcome in to the Doghouse World Podcast. My name is Jamie Williams, your host, alongside Quinn Anderson, co-host to the stars. How are you doing, Quinn? Dude, I um, I'm grand. I uh, I'm I'm excited to be uh, to be back. Um, you know, I, maybe I haven't uploaded the last couple episodes, but they'll get there eventually. Um, and uh, today we've got some wonderful guests, Jamie, don't we? We certainly do. I mean, two big personalities already clashing in their first couple seconds in the Zoom room here together. We have in order of appearance, Mr. Football early to the program. And then a little later, uh, you know, avid Bears fan Chesley himself. So Mr. Football, let me introduce you first. How are you doing? The floor is yours. I'm just happy to be here. Love it. Love that energy. And and you were talking a little bit of trash about Chesley's Bears. So Chesley, good to have you with us, former champ. Um, how are you? And what do you think about Ian's uh, takes? I am doing great. Um, I think his take is weak. Uh, his Jets really aren't in a spot to really talk, and I can't wait to run the league this year. So, tell me about the tell me what the what about the Jets is bad? Tell me, please go on. Is it the running back room that we have? Is it our druggy quarterback that we have, Zach? It's the fact that you guys pulled all these players and still won't get wins. Count uh, we're gonna have more wins in. than your fucking Bears. Who do you have? Who do you have to rely on? Oh, we have Fields and, and more. I don't a know whole, what you're wow, talking about. Two guys. Here, but okay. Wow. Yeah. Living wow. on a dream. All right. Yeah. The tension um, is palpable here with these two. So we'll try to keep them separated uh, like cats and dogs. Uh, but welcome in, gentlemen. Um, and today we have a fun uh, segment we're going to do together. We're going to take a look at our league. And there's a bunch of players out there that are rejects that teams had to kind of cut their ties with. There were only two keepers allowed. So uh, there's a lot of uh, players that we're going to bid on in our auction draft this Sunday. Don't be late. Um, this Sunday at 8 p.m., I believe. Uh, and so we're going to do like a little mock draft of those players, just as four. And we'll talk about um, the relative value and kind of our opinions. And some of them, spoiler alert, might be Jets or Bears players or Titans players or Seahawks. We don't know. So there might be some personal ties to these players. Um, makes me wonder why why these bears players are out there in the you know floating around unclaimed uh true chesley. true chesley owned like all of them what, I are, they, what owned, are they doing out there i mean i owned one and that was fields and i didn't want to keep him because i knew that i would have a chance to get him this year if i wanted to oh oh and do you want to i'm still up in the air if i want to um as a bears fan i don't know if having fields on my team will be a jinx or not um, and I know there are some other options on the board that might be better, but at the same time, if he does play as well as he did last season and run and pass the ball, I think he can definitely help me lead to a league championship. You're one of those guys. Wow. Tense. Tense, but fair. You know, Chesley, I didn't believe, I didn't know you were such a superstitious man and you had believed in jinxes and curses, but yeah, I respect that. Um, but I think Fields is going to be great this year. Um, little spoiler there. We're going to go through all of the available players, um, and we're going to just kind of. It's going to be more like a. Um, it's going to be more like a snake draft rather than a uh, an auction draft, just because doing an auction draft with four people doesn't really make a ton of sense. Um, it's going to be exciting stuff, uh, and I believe I have the first overall pick with all these great players available. I think that at this point, there's a. There's little to no doubt that the best overall player, in my opinion, at least is Austin Eckler, right? Um, best running back on the board. Um, I mean, it, the fall off is kind of steep after Austin Eckler. You know, you're looking at you know guys like Joe Mixon, you know, just kind of kind of whatever options. Um, but yeah, I think that Austin Eckler is easily the most productive player on the board. Um, just an absolute stud. I mean, what else is there to say about a top two running back in fantasy football, you know? And I can see why you were so eager to get in, you know, with the first overall pick there, arbitrarily choosing yourself. Yep. Um, yeah, he's an elite player. Um, the question is, how much do you value running backs? Uh, I think there are some juicy wide receivers out there that might be a similar value, personally. But... Well, you're on the clock, buddy, so let's hear it. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, I'm going to take C.D. Lamb with my pick. And that was kind of a no-brainer because he's, you know, going to be the wide receiver one for the Cowboys. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I think wide receivers are going to get more fantasy points than running backs hmm. in a given week. So easy. Interesting. Um, you're not. Hmm. So you, you think that CD lamb is going to, 
is going to break through this year? Do you think he's going to end up um, as a as a top five receiver this year? Sure. Otherwise, not? I can't necessarily see the argument to get him over Eckler, who's probably locked into being top one, like two or three at his position. Well, I I I definitely believe it. I, I believe that CD Lamb has top five upside. And now that I'm scrolling down, I'm noticing there's some other receivers that I'm shocked were not kept. Um, but you know, I said Lamb, and I'm sticking with Lamb. All right. Well, let's Lamb off the board. Uh, and now we're gonna kick it over to Mr. Football. Uh, Mr. Mm-hmm. Football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I'm gonna say. I'm going to got to go with Travis Kelsey, dude. He's just there, you know? He really He's is. just that guy. He really is. I um, I don't think realistically uh, anybody else is going to be able to get Travis Kelsey um, because I think that that guy's going straight to Nolan's roster, and that's going to be really exciting. But, um, yeah, dude, that guy's, a, that guy's an absolute stud. He outscored the next highest-scoring tight end by the same distance that he outscored the like number like 16 tight end like it's an unbelievable unbelievable human being i mean there's an argument that travis kelsey should be taken number one overall period um and i do not think that's a bad pick at all i would kind of say drafting him would kind of be baby mode for the fantasy league you know like that kind of just puts your team on baby mode honestly it's true it's true um how there's i mean that's the only way that uh you know our dear friend caleb could have ever won a championship is with the you know a crush like that so I mean, he did. Did he really win? Did he though? You think he's really going right to the clans roster though? Like, how much do you think Nolan's going to pay for this player? That's over one hundred. Oh yeah, for 100, sure. One hundred, one hundred percent. He will drop like one hundred and twenty dollars just to make Maybe sure he gets money. Team. Oh yeah. Look, yeah, here's I mean. the thing. You're, you're underrating just the kind of character that Travis Kelsey has. You know, I mean, the kind of energy that brings to a team like Nolan. You know, I mean. That guy, that, that's right up there with Christian McCaffrey as far as signings go for the Eclan. It would be an unprecedented level addition to that group. And it's stunning that he's out there, right? I guess that's just a testament to how stacked Caleb's roster was. I, If I had to make my pick out of the available players here, I would go get Joe Mixon. Just the fact that he has put up numbers in the past, and I trust that he will get touches, and I trust that he will definitely put up numbers. Wow. Wow. Joe Mixon, huh? I um, I, I, I think that we have to kind of see what the NFL is going to do as far as punishment. He wasn't indicted for um anything in his criminal hearing. I actually believe that that was today. But I also, from what I'm hearing, that's no guarantee that he's not going to be punished by the NFL. Um, And he hasn't been in, as far as I know, he hasn't been practicing, right? I, I don't think he can. For, for what charge, Quinn? Um, aggravated charges? menacing. That sounds like a great charge to have. Yeah, on, yeah. On well, Zach, you like criminals. Is Joe Mixon is a, he's, I mean, he's a multiple time criminal, you know, that guy doesn't care at all. It's good to know that Zach supports criminals and he's a Bears fan. Just putting well, it out there. I mean, he's not the only one in this league who supports criminals. Okay. Well, um, I, th- I thought the charges got dropped, first of all. And second of all, Mixon is not a very exciting player to me personally, so I thought that was an interesting choice, Chesley, but I, I respect it. I respect it. Um, and the good news for you is you can redeem yourself with another pick in this snake format right after. So you can you can take the next player that you have your eye on too. Yeah, well, the next player I have my eye on um, would have to be Diggs. It's a great pick. It's a great pick. That's the guy that I wish I'd taken instead of Lamb. Um, and to be honest, I also forgot Kelsey was on the board, so I respect the heck out of all these picks, except for the Mixon one, which I think was a little bit of a reach in my opinion, but hey, agree to disagree. Diggs is rock solid. But then we go back to Mr. Football, unless anyone has anything else to say about that or disagree with me about Mixon, who is a, you know, a contentious, uh, player, I think it's a bit of a, uh, an argumentative, uh, point, uh, in the league's history, I'd say. Uh, a, a figure of some uh, controversy. Yeah, we'll we'll see. See, my thought with that pick is I almost went with Aaron Jones, but my my thought of Aaron Jones going into this next season is the fact that I don't know how well he will fare in the new Jordan Love offense. So that is that is why I'm a little iffy about taking Aaron Jones, but I know he will still get touches. So he was also a good option on the board if I didn't go Joe Joe Mixon. 
a true Bears fan, right? Hoping for the Packers' demise. Well, I have a feeling the Packers will still be giving the Bears a run for their money this season. Unfortunately for you, Chesley. Mr. Football, you traded away Joe Mixon last season in a very controversial trade, I believe. Do you have any comment? No, I would not like to make a comment at this time. About okay. That. Well, uh, you can go ahead and tell us your next pick. Very interesting. Your silence in this matter. I honestly don't remember what I got for Joe Mixon. I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably, probably some Jets who didn't put up any numbers. Mm, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, both put up excellent numbers before the injury to Brees Hall. Rest in peace. <laughs> He's still playing. He was activated off the pup like two days ago. Yes, but Dalvin Cook's going to take all of those fucking carries. Hmm. I don't know. I heard they were lining him up at receiver today, so you have that to look forward to. There's nothing to look forward to. It's the dark days of Brees Hall. Damn, that's tough. But, you know, on the flip side, I would like to draft Garrett Wilson. Oh, oh, <laughs> sheesh. I think he's going to be a top five wide receiver. You bold didn't take, keep Garrett Wilson. Very bold take. So no, he did keep Garrett Wilson, but I kind of just want to oh. hear him talk about him. Okay. <laughs> What's great so great about him? Great route, great route running, great hands. Last year he was a rookie. Mike White was his, you know, quarterback. Zach Wilson, both shitty QBs. Mike White was actually pretty good. He did what he could. Uh, All right. I mean, I mean, there's just nothing else to say about him. You know, Garrett Wilson is just that guy, and I truly believe he was the best wide receiver out of the rookies last year. I agree. He won Offensive Rookie of the Year for a reason. And if you watch the series uh, Hard Knocks, he's kind of a character that's easy to root for. So I'm I'm happy to say I agree with that, uh, Ian. And I think Garrett Wilson will do big things this year. Um, you loved him so much you drafted him, even though you had him on your team. So that says a lot. Uh, and maybe that's your Jets fandom clouding your your judgment a little bit. But they're an exciting team. Jamie, what are you what are you going with? This is a tough one. This is the first truly tough decision, I think. Like it's kind of a turning point in our draft here. I'm going to go with Mark Andrews, and here's why. The title wow. position for me has always been a challenge. Um, so I'm not I'm not going to keep my cards close to the vest this season. I'm, I'm telling everybody that I'm trying to make sure that I get that position nailed down because it's just a big headache to deal with. And I'd, I'd like a set it and forget it tight end. So I can get Andrews. I'm going to because I think he's going to be Lamar's clear, you know, wide receiver one, tight end one. It's going to be a, a huge focal point of the offense. And he had a down season last last year. So, so my, my counterpoint to that is, are you prepared to pay over $80 for him? <laughs> no, I am not. Um, who is going to pay $80? For the clan. The, the oh, clan God. is your, your threat with all white people in the league. Oh, God. And also <laughs> TJ Hawkinson and Dallas Goddard. He doesn't have enough money in the bank to get all these white tight ends. So, Well, he doesn't or, need or TJ Hawkinson or, or Dallas Goddard. Yeah, oh, because shoot. because what he can do is he can just get Kelsey and he can get Andrews. And he can just play one of them as his flex. All right. Well, if that happens, I'm not paying $80 for Mark Andrews. So <laughs> I will pivot to somebody else. But for the purposes of this, Nolan is not here. And that's who I'm taking. Mm. OK. Um, You know, there's a lot of talent on the board still, Um, you know, with great names like Aaron Jones, you know, Mike Evans, Calvin Ridley, you know, r- big, exciting receiver. But um. For me, I'm actually going to take Chris Olave, and um, I'm going to do that because I think Chris Olave is just an absolute stud, and I think Derek Carr is the best quarterback he's ever played with. And considering how much separation that gets, I, I'm expecting him to do pretty well. I I, I think that um, I think that he's being projected as a uh, round one or two receiver, and I think that he's kind of priced at his ceiling right now. I don't think he actually is round one or two receiver, but I also think that he has a pretty good opportunity to hit that and. Looking at the rest of my options, you know, scary Mike Evans, Calvin Ridley. I, I think I'm good. I think I'm just going to take Olave and bet on the talent. Yeah, I like it. Anyone else have comments about Olave? Kind of a player going under the radar. No comments at this time. I think he is a good pick, and I think he has a chance to thrive in that offense. Okay, well, I have a question for you. Um Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson are former teammates. Who do we uh, who do we think is going to have the uh, better NFL career based on how they've started so far? Definitely Chris Olave, one hundred percent. Wow, is this just blatant Jets disrespect, or is this a real take? Uh, this is real, and this is based on facts. And 
I think he has a lot more to grow into, and I can see him being a threat down the road. Interesting. Okay, okay. I, I kind of feel like I'm partial to Garrett Wilson right now, um, just because I think Garrett Wilson has a lot of the same skills as Alave, but I also think that he, um, I think he's a better red zone threat. So I think he's a little more complete um, for the two of them. And, you know, he's got Aaron Rodgers throwing in the ball now, so that's not so bad either. The druggie. The druggie. That's my dog. But, um... If I uh, if I'm not crazy, I think I have to pick again, don't I? You do, yes. And uh, I think at this point, um, I'm gonna go just grab an elite quarterback. You know, I think I'm just gonna get myself Lamar Jackson, and here's why. Um, I'm excited about Lamar. I think Lamar is gonna be. Um, I think he's gonna have a nice year. I think that he's gonna be playing in a system that accentuates his strengths. I think the only concern that you might have about Lamar at this point, in my mind, is health. Um, because he has consistently gotten hurt or sick at the end of the year, and he hasn't been available um, when it counts for the most in fantasy. But I feel like he's worth taking a risk on. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, you know, he burned me last season in a in a league, but um, I think if that's his floor and he finishes like a top ten QB anyway because of that rushing upside, like yeah, it's a it's a no brainer. Uh, a little a, a bit of a reach in my opinion, but because there's a lot of depth at the quarterback position this year. Um, but yeah, I like it. Mr. Football, I have a question for you. You, there was just a Garrett Wilson versus Chris Olave take and you were silent. Uh, so you don't have an opinion. You you weren't trying to defend your boy, Garrett Wilson, who I think is far and away going to have a better career than Chris Olave, by the way. Far and away. My dog Quinn said everything. Great red zone threat. I mean, if you. Listen, Zach, Zach's never had, he's a Bears fan. He's never had a good wide receiver like Young, you know. He's never had anything to look up to for a Bears fan, you know. Same with me as a Jets fan. But now all these rookies came in for the Jets, and they're just a better team, and he's just jealous that he, you know, has a shit team, and they always lose against the the, the Packers. And I'm sorry for that, but it's the truth, you know. Which won't happen week one, and things will change. And more is here, and I think more in fields will absolutely light up the league. And listen, buddy, I said the same thing about the Jets six years. You know, it's never gonna happen. You know. Wow, wow, and somehow it went right back to Bears versus Packers. I don't know how the heck that happened when I was talking about a Jets player versus a Saints player. But uh, don't you have some shit trades to make for the? You know, don't you have to line those? Start lining those up for the year. Yeah, look, I had my chance to make some of those trades. Uh, actually, I've, I've been hearing a lot of whispers uh, asking about Bijan, and he's going to be on the trade block for sure. Uh, and you know what? Once I get a team around him, you know, you better believe I'm going to be wheeling and dealing, you know, open for business. So, hey, if anyone's out there wanting to trade, I'll see you in week one, baby, or maybe even before. So, I was going to uh, say, you can complete the trade before week one. Well, uh, I'm curious. Okay, since you brought that up, how would that work exactly? So I would then... Yeah, I'll the explain. only players available are the keepers, right? Well, not necessarily. You, so yes, it would be a keeper for keeper trade. Um, so you're looking at probably a one for one. Um, in most scenarios. Um, however, you could probably see yourself doing a one for two. I think a two for two would probably be kind of weird, but I could see it happening. Um, essentially, as long as you're trading a player that you've nominated as a keeper, then you can complete the trade. Um. That being said, right, if I wanted to make a trade with Brady, for example, and I wanted Stefan Diggs, could he renounce keeping one of the players that he's keeping currently, like A.J. Brown, or um, I don't know who the other one is, but say he did, say he didn't want to keep A.J. Brown, and he and I traded um, Stefan Diggs and Saquon Barkley, for example, right? He wouldn't be able to not keep Saquon Barkley after that. Does that make sense? Sure. Well, I think what's unique about me and Cade is uh, since my team imploded and got you know scattered into the 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 universe, um, I uh, I only really have two chess pieces to move around, and one of them is far and away more valuable than the other. So I'm kind of a little hamstrung by that. So I think it'll be tough to make some trades at this juncture. But like I said, once I get a team around Bijan, once I draft immaculately like I usually do, then uh, we'll you know open for, open for business and we'll talk. Um, so I like it. And uh, and what's uh, tough for you is the fact that I don't know if your draft will save you from week one when you have to play me. To oh, yes. Hey, hey, that, wow. that 
hey, full disclosure, that schedule is not finalized. Never mind then. We're going to randomize it right before the draft. Whoa. Well, you know, I was actually looking forward to it. I, I want to be tested against the best immediately because it's not about how you start, but how you finish. And, I, you know, if I put Chesley in his place and bury him six feet under in week one, uh, you know, that's that's setting the tone for his whole season. So Woo. really, I was looking forward to it, Chesley, but I, I guess I'll see you later on down the line there, buddy. Um, I guess. I guess so. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, you know, I, then this actually is great, Chesley, that you brought that up because one of the items on my agenda here that I wanted to talk about at the top of the show was an item I like to call disrespect. And I've been hearing a lot of disrespect out there. People saying and thinking that this is what I, he- what I want to hear, uh, that I'll make the little man playoffs and I'll be little man champion. That is not what I'm going for this season. We at Williams Enterprises aim higher than that. And we will be gunning for your uh, throne there, uh, Caleb, and also Chesley. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm looking up at the stars and I'm going to get there this season. It's not a rebuild. It's a reload. Well, Jamie, before you uh, get too high on your britches, just remember your uh, your kryptonite is sitting there at the little man champion. So you're going to have to overcome Troy before you uh, before you sniff anything up there at the top. Yeah, I'm not scared of Troy. Troy is oh, old news. Not scared of Troy. Troy, we got to hear from you, man. This guy is just disrespecting you live on air. I mean, his championship is illegitimate. The one against me. So, I mean, need I say more? Uh, you know what? I will say more. I'm going to take my next pick, Aaron Jones, because why is he still sitting out here? What's what's kind of sad about this draft right now is there's no chance that we'll get all these players on our teams, right? Because there's 14 people, maybe 16. I don't know if the league has been expanding even more um, since the last couple weeks. weeks. Uh, who knows? But uh, Aaron Jones is out there for now, and I can kind of dream about having him on my team. He's just going to be like a solid running back. The Packers are still going to be relevant. Love is better than you know, the bear bears fans think. Um, hmm. so yeah, I'll take that. Hmm. Where, uh, where do you think Aaron Jones kind of falls in the, uh, in like the running back tiers? Do you think he's still a, a, a top, a top running back who should be exclusively drafted in rounds one and two, or do you think that he's kind of fallen from that, from that height personally? And I'll get, I want to get Chesley's opinion on this as the bears fan. I think that he's fallen to, I mean, he's, he's like a second tier for me. So I think the tier, the first tier ends with Saquon. And then, you know, I think Chubb is in that tier as well. Saquon, Chubb, um, McCaffrey, Eckler. And then from there, I think, and maybe Henry as well. And then from there, it's, um, yeah, he's in the second tier. So Chesley, what do you think? You scared of Aaron Jones this season in the Packers? I mean, I think he's a top 10 back. Um, and I know how good he is and how much of a threat he is, given the fact that he has torched us in the past few years. Um, so I think he is definitely a good pick to take, given the fact that he will get touches both um, as a back or out of the backfield, catching the ball as well. Yep. Nothing more needs to be said about this player. And I believe it is now Mr. Football's turn to pick. Yeah. Who's it going to be? This might be a controversial pick, but uh Jimmy, you're I think you're going to like this pick. Oh, I'm yeah? going to go with Jason Myers. Oh god. I'm going to go with a solid kicker for my team, you know? It uh-huh. starts from the bottom. Okay. Um this pick pained me. It really did. Like I'm I'm physically hurt by this. I don't know if you're joking, if you're serious, but you know what? The crazy thing is, Ian, that's actually a very legitimate strategy in auction drafts. A lot of times, people will pick defenses, nominate them, or players that they know nobody likes um, just so that they can under underbid, right? And they'll get a deal early. So you can do that with a kicker if you want. However, I don't know why the heck you're obsessed with Jason Myers when you have all these wonderful kickers to choose from. He's not even He's like He's just a that top. guy. All right, whatever. <laughs> I thought you would be supporting me. Are you not a real Seahawks fan, as you well, say you are? That's been the narrative. Have I ever claimed to be a real Seahawks fan? That's the thing. Quinn tries to get <laughs> me and attack me for um, being a fake Seahawks fan, but I've never claimed to be like a diehard Seahawks fan. Run the tape. Listen to the pod. I never Maybe claimed C. to be. Yeah. No, seriously. C. No, C. You're supposed to. Come on. No, you know see, I don't even know the words. Us rise. Is that what you want? No, it's Seahawks. Jamie, oh, no, come I'm, on. See, see, I'm more of a Mariners fan. Seahawks? No. No, I'm not. You're I, a I don't think the fan? Seahawks. Yeah, lately. Lately. I, We're I, talking about football here, Jamie. This isn't Mariners baseball, all right? I know, I know. But ever since I, I saw Julio 
live. I've 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 been a changed man. We had a connection. You're talking about coming after Troy, and you're talking about the Mariners right now. Is That's your head really in the right spot? You or... don't even understand. My point is that I'm not a true Seahawks fan. I never have pretended to be. So you guys can't hurt me by saying, wow, well, how dare you? Why aren't you supportive of me picking the Seahawks kicker? I don't care. Seahawks are destined for mediocrity, and I'm detached from them. Whatever. So, uh, look, nice kicker, nice pick, hilarious. Um, and that's a <laughs> legitimate strategy you can employ in the auction format if you want. So demeaning. Jimmy, yeah. are you okay? You sound a little upset. I'm a little okay? upset. Yeah, I feel like you just took this exercise and you kind of threw it in the trash. Hey, stomped on. You know what? You know what, Jamie? I get that. Uh, maybe, maybe now is just a good time to take a quick break and we'll uh, and we'll we'll kick to we'll kick to add and then we'll come back and we'll uh, we'll, yeah, we'll address some of this. All right, please. Thank you. And we're back. Thank you so much to our amazing sponsors. We love you. We need you. We appreciate you. Welcome back to the Doghouse Rules podcast. But Mr. Football, uh, there was some disturbing allegations you uh, you hurled at our commissioner over the break. Now, um, I'm curious if you wanted to mention any kind of details about the incident in the Taco Bell. Uh, the pain is just it's still there, kind of. I'm still kind of healing from it. I would say I'm uh, I'm a survivor right now. Um. <clears throat> what he did to me in that talk about parking lot, I'll never forget, you know, the way he quartered me the whole night talking about how I should accept this trade and view this trade, just trying to keep you, you know, groom me to accept the trade. And in that talk about parking lot, he just, I just couldn't take it anymore. I just had to, you know, accept it against my will, I would say. And what trade I, was that? It felt like I didn't have any choice. Jamie, you kind of, uh, you kind of, you kind of jumped the shark. I'm not gonna lie, because uh, as soon as we find out what the trade was, uh, a lot of these allegations kind of go out the window. But, um, you know, the first thing I'm gonna say, first of all, is there was no, um, there's no physical transgressions going on. I definitely did not do that. This, uh, this predatory behavior that uh, Mr. Football's claiming over here is, um, is blasphemous, especially when you hear what the actual trade that uh, I forced him to accept was. Ian traded me. Terry McLaurin and Traylon Burks. And I traded him AJ Brown and Miles Sanders. Wow. 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 The okay. only person who was assaulted was me. <laughs> wow. Well, let's leave it right there. Um, I have to say, Ian, that trade was ridiculously bad in, in your favor. But that doesn't excuse the aggression uh, that allegedly was displayed by Thank um, you. Commissioner Anderson. Yeah, in well, yeah, innocent until proven guilty, Jamie. Uh, come on. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying it's it's in line with the pattern uh, and and and, and, a, and a, several allegations that have already come forward. So it's a bit, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a story. Yeah, well, we'll story. get to you, Jamie. We've got some allegations to talk about with you as well. Oh really? Is that what we're gonna talk about? Or are we gonna yeah. go back to the draft? No, we've got some. We we've got time. some. Oh, I can't wait. I we can get wait. there. No, let's let's talk about it. We got no, time. no, we're putting we're putting a little pin in that. Oh, so you think we're gonna talk about it later? We'll see. We'll see. All right. Anyway, well, that's a little teaser. Maybe later down the line, I guess I'll get roasted for whatever I did in my four weeks of fame in the league last year. Uh, but uh, let's get back to the draft. I believe it's um, I believe it's. Mr. Football just drafted a kicker, so um, I had to recover from that. Uh, I breathed into a brown paper bag a couple times and uh, did some affirmations in the mirror to kind of get over that uh, terrible pick. But um, I, Mr. Chesley, uh, Chestnut, uh, it is your pick now, and you get to go back to back. And yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing some rational uh, thinking. Awesome, yeah. Um, well, my thought with this pick, um, since this is my third pick, is I already have a good back and a good wide out. So I'm probably looking at the tight end position and the best one on the board is TJ Hawkinson. So I'm, we'll take him with my third pick. Nice. And I think he has a lot of point value and I think he will get his catches. And I think he's a threat in the red zone as well. So that is why I am taking him with my third pick. And then with my fourth pick, I'm going to go ahead and take Travis Etienne on the Jaguars. And I had him last year, and he was a huge threat the whole year. And I think he is only bound to get better this year and also going forward. Yeah, you know, um, Hawkinson 
had a really good year last year. Um, but it's interesting you're picking a Vikings player, sworn enemy of the Bears, um, that won their division last year. And also, um, Hawkinson was surprisingly like a big target for Kirk Cousins um, in an offense that shipped out Adam Thielen. So I like that pick. ETN, though, I'm a little out on that player. I'm not going to lie. I'm not keeping you know my cards close to the vest like Quinn. I'm going to be honest with you, Chesley. I think you can do better than ETN because... They got an exciting uh, rookie running back in that room now, and um, I don't think they run the ball that much. I think they throw it, and ETN is not as much of a pass catcher as you'd like him to be. So, yeah, ETN, not sure about that one, giving you a little friendly advice there from a a former should-have-been champ. So I'm going to go ahead and take somebody I'm shocked hasn't been taken yet, and that person, as I buy myself some time, is, of course, going to be Mr. James Conner. And James Conner is not a sexy pick at all. Um, And yet, I'm actually, I feel pretty confident he's going to be the man in that terrible offense. And uh, I need another running back. Um, I actually don't really need another running back. And as I'm speaking about James Conner, I'm kind of not interested in James Conner anymore. But I'm going to pretend like this was... um, the plan. So James Conner is going to get the the workload and he's going to be the guy and he gets passes thrown his way. And yeah, Cardinals are not an exciting team, but I think they're going to do a lot of dump offs because who else do they have to throw to besides Hollywood Brown? They're going to be losing a lot. So I expect a lot of passes thrown his way. James Conner is my pick. I, I see no faith in that pick and I don't see any points coming from his way. So I will not be picking him this year. I think you're just emotionally attached to James Conner. I think that's all this is. You 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 got him when uh, Le'Veon Bell was suspended. And he was going to come back at any point. And then James Conner just got the role all year. And you've never let that go, have you, Jamie? I honestly am not that attached to James Conner. Great story, though. He survived, I think, a major illness. Um, I, I think he had cancer. Cancer, cancer yeah. Cancer, yeah. Yeah, so it's a good story. Um, And I think the Cardinals are getting kind of forgotten about, rightfully so, but... You know, that's where value is, right? No one's interested in James Conner. All of you are haters, but all he has to do is finish as like a running back two. Like, I don't know, a thousand yards, you know, maybe a couple catches every game. He'll he'll return value because I don't think he's going to go for very much in our auction draft, to be honest. Nice. Well, um, I'm on the clock, right? You are yeah. on the clock. Yeah. So I'm going to take Jamie's projected uh, RB1 for the season. Uh, at this point in the draft and just uh, scoop up Ramondre Stevenson Um, because I mean look I know Zeke signed there but I think he's better than James Conner still I'm not gonna lie Jamie do you uh, do you have any uh, anything to say to that or uh, are you really staying staying true to this uh, James Conner pick I really believe in James Conner man you're way off on this one uh, <laughs> you're blind through your teeth the best part about this is I've I've never had any takes about Ramondre. You can't prove that I had any takes about Ramondre that happened before this day, uh, August 17th, 2023. Previously on the Doghouse Rules podcast. Fantasy-wise, Ramondre could finish as like one of the best running back in the game. And so James Conner is my guy, and it always has been. So, yep. Sorry. Sorry you picked a terrible player, Quinn. Stevenson should be fine, but he's no James Conner. And you get to pick again, so. This guy says he's not in love with James Conner. You're you're right. You're not in love. You're just deeply infatuated, man. I'm really not. These narratives, they're just spun out of nothing. I am going to just uh, scoop me up some Chris Godwin. Gross. Gross. Nasty. Uh, okay, well, I think Godwin is probably going to be a bounce-back candidate. I kind of like that pick, actually. It's not a very exciting pick, kind of like James Conner. But I he think goes he's gross. Sneakily, <laughs> yeah, he's sneakily going to have some serious value uh, on a terrible Buccaneers team that will be throwing a lot. Um, Baker Mayfield, though, is the starting quarterback, and he's not very good at getting his wide receivers involved. So I think either Mike Evans or Chris Godwin are going to have a tough season. Okay, uh, but no, Mike Evans still on the board. Yeah, well, that's not who I'm taking. I'm taking Jerry Judy. And the reason is not because I believe in Russell Wilson, but I believe in Sean Payton changing this offense and doing the exact opposite of what it was doing last season. I don't think they're going to be that good, but I think Jerry Judy, he flashed in the preseason, and he is going to feast as the clear number one wide receiver with tons of talent that just hasn't been able to prove it to this point in the league. So that's my pick, Jerry Judy, and that's who you should have picked. Uh, Before I speak to Jerry Judy, um. I want to say uh, that 
just so we all know, these, these are our last picks. I made my final selection with Godwin. This is your final selection with Jerry Judy. Um, because we need to save time for mailbag because that thing's bursting at the seams. Now, Jerry Judy. Um, famously, I had a little moment the other night, you know, thinking about Jerry Judy because I agree. I think that he's got a lot of potential. Um, I think the one issue is, is that Russell Wilson sucks. Um, and I think that Sean Payton is putting on a mask uh, for this team. I don't think that he's going to turn it around at all. I think that he, you know, he took a deal. He took a lot of money. Let's not forget that he doesn't really have to try. And I think that Jerry Judy will be good. Don't get me wrong. He'll be at least as good as last year, um, assuming health. And like that situation doesn't even have to improve for him to be effective. That being said, I think his ceiling's capped in my mind. Quinn, Jerry Judy had an abysmal uh, start to last season, and yet he bounced back. He had like a three touchdown game, I believe. And, and these Broncos Sutton were not good. I don't really care. Um, Cortland Sutton has not really been relevant for a while. And uh, Russell Wilson still has enough gas in the tank where he can sustain, I'd say, two fantasy uh, relevant wide receivers. So I don't think it's a big stretch. Who else are they going to throw to? And they're going to be behind in a lot of games here. So Jerry Judy is a value here. And no one believes in him. And that's great for people who do. So. I think you're way off on this one. And I think Peyton, yeah, might bench Russell Wilson. I, I didn't really say care. he was going to be bad. I just think he's divisive. And I think that his his realm of possibilities um, includes some where he's a star wide receiver. I'm acknowledging that. Um, I'm just saying that I don't think that's going to happen. Mm, I see. I see. Well, um, you know, I guess we'll agree to disagree about this. I really believe in him as a player. And I think everyone's sleeping on him. And this is going to be his breakout season. Uh, and this offense will not be as bad as you made it out to be just then. Um, Russell Wilson is not who we saw. Okay, last but you season. are the one who made it out to be pretty bad just now, talking about how they're going to be losing in games. So maybe don't step on your own toes there, Jamie. Fair enough. Fair enough. Look, I, I just think I'm a little more optimistic about these Broncos because it can't possibly get any worse than it did last season, um, in my opinion. And Sean Payton might very well bench Russell Wilson. We've talked about this. That doesn't mm. concern me at all. You do have that take. Well, you're not worried about whoever is backing him up right now because I don't know who's back there. I think it's Jared Stidham, and he's proven to be like a fine, like he'll get the ball to the playmakers. Jared Stidham. So, yeah, I'm really not concerned. I'm not concerned. And in a high-powered division, um, they're going to have to throw. So well, I think, I think you've talked, you talked me out of it when you said Jared Stidham. So, um, hey, Mr. Football, you've got two players to pick. Oh, easy. I got Joe Shiesty, of course. Joe Shiesty. Woo! Ooh. Mr. Cigar Smoker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then who's going to be your last pick? Hmm. Well. Give me a minute. Let me cook up for a second. <laughs> well, let's talk about Joe Shiesty while Mr. Football's gears are turning. Um, Bit of a reach there. Uh, I don't think Burrow is as elite as everyone thinks he is i'm sorry i i think that he's a pocket passer and he's just i mean the quarterback depth is so great this season as it is every season uh, i've been known to stream a quarterback so i just I'd, i would not pay that price um in draft capital for the likes of joe burrow when you could get a more valuable uh relative to draft position quarterback later on in my opinion but Bengals yeah, will be good. That's just your shit opinion. So why don't you keep it to yourself? All right. I'm just trying to help you. You know, this is practice for the, the Neanderthals that aren't used to this format, you know? Oh, Neanderthals. So. Didn't I place better than you? Well, I mean, basically I got an incomplete grade last season because oh, I, I was oh. ejected in the fifth week. I will say but, his roster did finish third overall. So <laughs> there's thank that. Thank you very much. And there's that. That's like an assist, you know, assist credit. And I think we made it to the big man playoffs. So talking to well, the little man champ here my next pick is going to be christian watson a pick wow. that the evan hennessy gave me and popped off for me last year that's bold you think he'll do it again then why i i mean if he could do it last year he can do anything you know mm. okay mm. well it's quite a gamble i'd say because christian watson's Fantasy production was very hit or miss. Uh, he had a terrible first half of the season. I guess maybe he was injured, and then he kind of went off for an unsustainable amount of touchdowns. 
Uh, I do think I believe in this player because he's clearly the one. I don't think Dobbs is the same level of talent, and he's just a speedster, and speed kills in the NFL. Um, just look at Tyreek Hill. So I think that he's going to be force-fed the ball, and they're going to be throwing a lot because they will not be as good with Aaron Ro- uh, with Jordan Love. In I, yeah. Do, are we are we worried about this at all? I mean, Jordan Love, right? I, I think that, you know, I think that this offense kind of hinges on whether Jordan Love has that same relationship and kind of decides that he likes Christian Watson the best too, right? Because Aaron Rodgers, you know, say what you will about him, but he definitely is very selective with his receivers. Like once he decides like a player is who he's going to throw to in a certain situation, he gets locked in on that. But like Jordan Love could be anything. He could even be Aaron Rodgers, right? He might be, but he could also be like Marcus Mariota, you know, just some absolute garbage that's going to deteriorate the value. We, it, he is a true unknown quantity. The only thing we know is that he sat on the bench for three years and he was a first round pick, but what what does that really mean? I don't know. I don't, you know what I will say fi- to finalize my point on Jordan Love? I don't like that he took guaranteed money for the next four years instead of betting on himself to earn a better contract than he got with his performance as a starter. I think that that shows that shows weakness to me. And I don't necessarily want a quarterback who's not confident. Yeah, that's a pretty manufactured take. I think you stole that from a couple fantasy podcasts I listened to. I, come on, like wow, you're going to you're going to go over here and and talk about stealing from other podcasts, Mr. Wheel of Teams. Have you ever heard of the Around the NFL podcast, Jamie? All right. Did they do Wheel of Teams exactly oh, I, I mean, the way we did the it? Come on. No, ours was different. Three minutes instead of five minutes. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Oh, we, yeah. Good we one. took some creative liberties to differentiate ours. Um. Anyway, completely different segment. Right. And sure. uh, I believe that, you know, Jordan Love, if he thinks Just that- Just the pot um, calling the kettle black. If Jordan Love uh wants his money now, he'll you know, he, he got his money now. And he can always, there's ways of getting out of contracts and- getting to a different situation but i think he he sees green bay as his uh his audition for these next couple years doesn't have to be four he doesn't have to he doesn't necessarily have to yeah you know he might he might really earn that high paying contract by the time he's in year eight of his career yeah that might happen i don't know well anyway this is not really about jordan love this is about christian watson because jordan love doesn't even have to be great for christian watson to eat and i think that he will so let's end it there i mean (laughs) Fair points, fair points all around. But now I, I hear that the uh, mailbag is bursting at the seams, uh, ready to be opened. So maybe it is. Ian but has Chesley has to make his final pick. I think I do oh. have one more, one more pick on the board. Yes. All right. What do you and got? with this pick, I will be picking up uh, Justin Fields, and that is a pretty, I would say, clear pick for me, given the fact that he is the next star in the league. And he can both throw and pass. And I think he fits well into what the Bears are doing. And I can see him having another monster season. I love that. Yeah, I think that Justin Fields is one of the underrated quarterbacks um, of this year. And the question is, can he pass? That's the only question that he has to answer. And if you get a wide receiver one like DJ Moore in the building, just like with AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts, I think that'll make all the difference. He doesn't even need to be that good of a passer to still be an elite quarterback one. So I think that's a great pick. And I'm okay with reaching for a quarterback like that. I think he's infinitely more uh, interesting to me than Joe Burrow, just because of the rushing upside, which creates that stable floor. And dude, dude, why didn't you jerk off my Lamar pick like this? Because Lamar is, I don't know, not as exciting. As oh, Justin with Fields. rushing upside. Honestly, I'm more excited about Justin Fields because Lamar is going like many rounds earlier than Justin Fields. Is he? And I think. Is yeah. he? Yeah. Hmm. He is. Hmm. He certainly is. Um, and I think that Fields has more value. And I think Fields is, you know, he, he people are sleeping on him still. Lamar, people were disappointed and burned by him last year. He was like quarterback 10 and he didn't have a great season. And that's because he was not, made, not not motivated to play because of the pay situation. Who knows? But he still needs to prove it. Lamar does a little bit in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, he's had some off games. Justin Fields, I, I, I only see more growth for him. An- anonymous mailbag. This year might be the most competitive draft that we've ever done and will set the stage for the next uh, three seasons until the next uh, reload draft. Who do you think is going to be absolutely shitting the bed and spends the next three years taking back shots from the rest of the league? Now that I'm done quoting, 
it's basically who do you think's gonna have a bad draft? Who do you think's gonna fall off? And uh, who do you think's gonna be kind of in the basement? So I think that Troy is not gonna have a good draft, and I think Troy has kind of lost his touch, and I don't think he's really taking the league um, as kind of what he used to. And I think the fact that he hasn't been at the top, he has kind of lost touch with his team. And I don't think he's really spending all the time to know who his picks are. And I think he will spend in the wrong areas. Mm. Mm. Jamie, that's your nemesis right there. Do you, uh, do you agree? Yeah, I agree. He's washed. He's old news. So I'm not scared of him anymore. He's scaring nobody. Um, who, who else aren't you scared of? Yeah, I'll tell you, I'm not scared of Connor because he seems like a complete head case. And I don't know where his head is at right now. He's offering me trades. He wants to get it done before the draft. And that's just not the kind of vibes, kind of like what you mentioned with Jordan Love. That's just sending me signals of like, you don't know what you're doing. Um, When in reality, I believe there's immense talent there. He's just such a head case. I think he'll get in his own way and try to outbid Nolan for... uh, Travis Kelsey and uh, Mark Andrews. So I'm worried about Connor, but I want to believe because he's more talented than he thinks he is. Braids trades for who? Can you can you share that with the pod? Unfortunately, that has to be kept in house. Um, but let's just say it's the one player on my roster currently that people are interested in. Okay, that has any kind of value. So you can kind of read between the lines there. Um, and he's offering, you know, some of his keepers potentially. So. Um, yeah, like I said, you know, I'm I'm open for business. So if anyone else has a better offer, um, let me know. I um I like how you've advertised uh, Bijan Robinson twice on this podcast. Good for you. Um, I think that it's time to talk about my person. I think is going to be taking back shots, and I think unfortunately it's Jart. I uh I loved I love this man. I really do. I uh great guy knows a lot about football. Um, unfortunately, he doesn't know a lot about checking his app. And uh, he's kind of got a case of the Mason Nickerson for the uh, for the last couple of years. Uh, Mason, who's come out of his shell and is now just a top contributor in the league. Um, and I think Jared has that potential. I just don't know if it's going to be this year. And if it's not this year, then I'm a little worried about that team going forward because this draft is going to set some precedent. And I don't know if he's awake yet. Well, Jared, if you if you're out there, man, make some noise because that's that's the that's disrespect. I mean, are we in Taco Bell because? Feels like uh, the pressure is really on for Jared this season. I just, I'm just looking for a pulse, you know. Like, has anyone talked to this man besides me in the last uh, nine months? No, no. That's what I'm saying. Not at all. That's what I'm saying. Mister Football, who scares you this season? Who do you think who will rival you? Me? Yeah. Nobody. Nobody can scare me in this league. Who are you I'm not scared, scared of? Who Who do you think is the softest in the league? Who are you wor- who are you not worried about? I'm not worried about Caleb. I think he's gonna get in his head too much and he's gonna make the wrong pick in the decision. I mean, have you had a discussion with him about his keepers that he keeps going back and forth on? He kind of seems like a head case and like he's not completely there. Mm. Mm. Okay. He keeps making all these decisions, switching back and forth between the two. Obviously scared about losing, you know, a player in the draft, which is understandable because his team was based on people that were would carry him where he would uh he wouldn't have to make too much of a hard decision in the uh in the league for who he was going to start and who he was not going to sit true true well said yeah and you know we just looked at a lot of the trade uh receipts it might be a running segment in the future i hope so from last season uh and you know Caleb is not invincible that's what i took away from that he's made some really boneheaded moves in his, you know, wheeling and dealing. So Caleb can be had, Ian. I think you're right. And I think if the right kind of trade is floated his way, he can be taken advantage of, uh, kind of like what happened to you, Mr. Football, at that Taco Bell with our commissioner. Please, um, it's it's too much right now, you know? I'm sorry, like, yeah. Just, it's, it's old wounds that are getting, you know, brought back up again and opened up. I understand. Anyway, so uh, next on the mailbag, um, we've got a, a conspiracy theory from an uh, anonymous submitter. Is Jamie actually the one on drugs and he was just deflecting it to his rival Troy in order to cast suspicion away from him? Would this explain the manic midnight power rankings and the sudden disappearing from the league? 
Wow. Wow. You know, I've never thought about this. I've never thought about this. Jamie, are you, are you, have you been deflecting this whole time? Do we need to talk about something? Are you on drugs? Yes. Yeah, so um, I believe that certain substances are not illegal and they don't test for them in our league. So that's my stance. Um, and that's as much of a comment as I'd like to make at this time. However, I will say that here at um, Darkness Retreat, um, we we pride ourselves on putting a good product out there on the field. And um, we take stands against a perceived injustice on behalf of all the little guys in the league. So that was what occurred last season. And I would not go back and do anything differently. I believe my statement uh, was taken and the appropriate change was made. Um, but uh, I will say that I do not recall uh, insinuating that uh, Troy uh, was on any kind of substance, um, and I would dare anyone to show me where where that was said. Um, so we do not spread rumors at Darkness Retreat Enterprises. Thank you. Wow. Um, well, I um I appreciate you being honest about um not breaking any of the league's substance uh, substance policies because uh you know if you didn't I would have had to find you because you know that's a thing now right um. And um, I'm excited about that. Good for you. I uh, way to be honest with the league. I don't trust them. I do think that we're going to need to have a conversation about this later, but uh, you know we'll table the discussion for now. Uh, final mailbag, gentlemen. This is another anonymous one. When Falcons number two receiver Mac Hollins was asked about how he doesn't use utensils to eat, he responded with. If you can't eat it with your hands, you shouldn't be eating it. I think that makes you soft. When questioned about how you would eat soup, Hollins responded with, you shouldn't be eating soup. You've never seen a lion eat soup. You've never seen a gorilla eat soup. You've never seen anything savage eat soup. Jamie, what are your thoughts on Mac Hollins? And uh, are these good reasons to move uh, Hollins up my draft board? So Mac Hollins is very jacked. Um, so I would I would not want to disagree with him to his face. Speaking of abusing says, substance policies, hello. Yeah, if if the man says uh, not to eat soup, I I'd be inclined to listen, and I I believe that um you know a, a man of his physique, I could just picture him tearing into like a chicken leg with his raw with his bare hands. So, um, I I do believe food tastes better if you uh if you eat it without silverware and utensils. So I think Matt Collins is now a solid first round pick as wow. a result. Beautiful, beautiful. That's great. Um, I think that uh, I think that that's he's probably a good target for a lot of us out there. True. We appreciate your time, gentlemen. It's been a, a real treat for us. Uh, uh, I hope everyone had a, a wonderful time listening and learned a lot from our uh, our mock draft. And uh, you know, I think we aired a lot of dirty laundry uh, this episode. So hope no one's feelings were hurt. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be a competitive year coming up, and uh, everyone be there on Sunday for the draft. And uh, looking forward to it. And with that, I'll sign off for myself, Jamie Williams, Quinn Anderson, my co-host, Zach Chesley, Mr. Football. We'll see you next time. Until Sunday. <laughs>